Why do you want to hunt? Because you all think that I can't. I saw a sign in the sky. I'm ready. Maui, Nita. There's something out there. I'm coming with you. It's time. It knows how to hunt. I know how to survive. Whatever did this, I can kill it. Welcome back to Franchise Fanatics. Uh, as always, I am Cody Lindley. And most of the time, I'm Ryan Katmeyer. <laughs> Thanks so much for joining us. Today, we are discussing the feature film Prey with our good friend and returning guest, Autumn Bates. Hey, guys. It's <laughs> good to be back. For the second time. I didn't give any superlatives, Ryan. Do you want to give some superlatives? superlatives. Um, 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 friend, performer. Comedian, uh, most likely to slip on a banana peel. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> oh, I think that's the best. I think we have to end there because that is the oh, most God. quintessential. Um, but yeah, we're here to talk. Pray Autumn, thanks so much for stopping by Ryan's basement to record the pod. Hell yeah, great basement. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Really appreciate you guys um, evacuating all of the. Heels before I enter the building. Yeah, this is a non-banana household. A non-banana house. Don't get your bowstring wet. Um, so speaking of uh, bananas and products and sponsoring, Autumn, who should be our sponsor for this episode? If you want to kick us off. Oh yeah. So this this um, podcast should be sponsored by my mother. And um, <laughs> no, hear me out. Uh, she makes these beautiful bows for Christmas, and she spends hours and hours. This is, she has a bow, um, bow center in the house every year. And um, I don't know. My, like everyone should. My voice cracked. Everyone should get some of my mom's bows. She doesn't sell them. Okay. <laughs> I was going to say, is there like a place where people can find these on like Etsy or can they message you? You just want to let the world know that. Okay. Only, the only way is you have to have my mom fall in love with you and then give you a present. That's that's a I think we can do that. Uh, I'm going to go next because. Next, I actually had we should be sponsored by bows and arrows since they were one of the main weapons in this uh, movie. Bose, so, B-O-W-S or B-O-S-E, the headphone company? No, um, <laughs> bows like B-O-W-S. I know. I was. Can you imagine if everyone was just rocking a pair of Beats by Dr. Dre and throwing arrows at each other? <laughs> no, I can't. I know that's not a Bose, but I changed it to a different yeah, brand. <laughs> Ryan? Uh, I'm going to say we should be sponsored by Chicago's best bar, Lincoln Karaoke. Uh, the three of us and some other friends went last night. And honestly, if you ever want to just go out and have a great time, hit up Lincoln Karaoke. Very reasonable rates. Great drinks. Really, really solid time. Best selection of karaoke imaginable because they just use YouTube. So that's my sponsor. That's uh, I love when you support a local business, Ryan, with yours. It's a... Instead of Beats by Dre. <laughs> Instead of Beats by Dre. 
a big conglomerate. You really think you're ready? Let's get into them. Initial thoughts. Prey, currently the final movie in the franchise. Autumn, uh, you were, I think we had you down. This was the first episode of the podcast where we were kind of outlining a season one. And immediately we said Autumn should do Prey because we knew you love this movie. So let's get some initial thoughts from you, Autumn. Yeah, thank you. Um, I do love this movie. I think that um, maybe it's because I didn't really have uh, any expectation, low or high, going into it. And I would say this also, I'm not much of an action movie fan. Not that this necessarily is an action movie. Um, but I, so for, for me, it's just like, I was like, uh, low expectations. Um, I just contradicted myself there a bit. But <laughs> um, I was just blown away by just like how simple the movie was. It was just a hunt. And that, I mean, a prey. It's exactly what it is the entire movie. And it, it was just captivating from start to finish. And I was just fixated on this main character the entirety of the time. And um, no, I, I, I could say more, but like, that's what got me from the beginning. All right. Yeah. Um, yeah. This movie is uh, is really solid. I like this movie a lot. Um, I, I wish this movie would have got a theatrical release. I did see it's coming out to DVD and Blu-ray, which I feel like in the year 2023 doesn't mean a whole hell of a lot, but still nice that it's kind of moving forward in a different direction. But anyways, um, yeah, this movie is cool. Uh, I, I think it's really beautifully shot too. like just like how much it captures the landscape and like the real, there's like really vibrant greens and stuff. So I think it's just like also a pretty beautiful movie. Um, yeah, I like the like center and focus of this, that it's a prequel. Um, and yeah, I think it does go back to the simplicity of the first movie. Like the first movie, they just go to a jungle and then it's like man versus monster. And this one, it's kind of similar. It's woman versus monster. But one thing that I also really liked about this movie, too, is, you know, all the other movies are, you know, there's like these elite soldiers. It's like a very militarized people versus the predator. Whereas this is more about like the ingenuity and like knowledge of the land and everything. So that that was pretty cool. It kind of seemed like they're almost like getting to the predators level because that's kind of how the I mean, I know the predator obviously has a lot of weapons, but like, you know, it uses like its stealth and stuff to its advantage, too. And one thing I found kind of interesting, I don't know if this was purposeful, but, you know, like when the predator gets injured, it always like kind of uses like whatever resources are around or at least in the second movie, you know, it just like takes the drywall. Whereas like the the protagonist in this movie kind of do that, too, you know, like they use like the roots and like everything they can just kind of find on the land. So. Yeah, I think it's a cool take on Predator. I think it's a good action movie. Yeah, I am. I I saw this movie probably last year, just randomly. I, I had heard it was good and I watched it and I really loved it. But rewatching it with all of the Predators now having, you know, watched them all, talked about them all. Wow, this movie is just so good. Like I already really liked it, but then just knowing all the history of it and kind of the odds stacked against it and all the different ways that the franchise went. And and I should talk about this more in the franchise later, but but like it's just such a good movie. It just it's it's patient. It's knows how to build up to it. Um in like the the predator design is actually really cool in this one where it kind of takes like a more 
um, like older look, you know, like the skull helmet as opposed to like a more futuristic thing, even though it has futuristic weapons, like it's clearly still early in the predator society too. Um, but yeah, it's, um, it was so good. The action in this is really visceral and really good. And it features my favorite weapon in the entire series, which is a hand ax on a string. It's such just like the way she uses it and the way they show it is like, it's so cool that, uh, sorry, that was the air and water show. If you hear a slight jet engine, uh, that's this weekend in Chicago. Can I interject for just a second? This podcast is specifically not Not sponsored sponsored. by the air and water show. We as citizens of Chicago hate it. Um, No, but yeah, it's like, there's that montage where she first builds it and she's like testing between two trees and she's literally just like whipping it off of one tree and moving it slightly. And then it hits the other. It's just very cool. Um, real quick, Ryan, you kind of mentioned this. I, I think it's so cool. This is getting a DVD and Blu-ray release. Like, am I going to buy it? Probably not. Cause I don't really buy physical media, but it's good. This is happening because so many things that are streaming are being lost and small diatribe, but like <laughs> me and autumn both love over the garden wall and max is taking, it's a short animated, um, Limited series, really good, great cast. Melanie Linsky, Elijah Wood, really great cast. Yeah, it's going to be gone forever because it's only available digitally and Max is removing it. And they've been doing this with other Cartoon Network shows that they developed. And there's just no way to own it because they never did a DVD release or anything. So kudos to Hulu and Prey. I mean, I'm not trying to pat Hulu too good on the back with all the writer strike stuff, but kudos to them for at least making a physical media so this can Mm. survive whatever streaming looks like but yeah um, those are my initial thoughts really loved this movie didn't think we had time for a nap so we move into the characters now yeah let's do it yeah i mean it's i think they do such a good job with characters in general of making it you know in the 1700s but making them feel like this isn't even about a specific character yet making them feel like we would still know what they're like like the older brother, uh, Tiabi, uh, he like feels like an older brother, you know, like she starts to fall asleep while he's telling a story. So he poaches her uh, like sparrow kill early on. Uh, so I guess I'm starting with Tiabi. he's just yeah, like really, really fun. I think like, you know, he's not someone who's jacked. He's just like a typical older brother hanging out with his kind of dipshit friends. Like later on, one of his friends shoots a rabbit and holds it up and he's like, Oh, yeah, look at this guy. It's like, you know, it's they got that attitude, even though it was back like in the 1700s. But yeah, I, I thought Tiabe was a really, really fun character uh, to support and really believed in his sister while still like trying to keep her safe. Yeah, I, I agree. I think you like absolutely nailed it there. I think that there is a lot of relatability with their relationship and just general and just kind of looking up and trying to um, you just. I think, um, is it Naru, right? Naru, yeah. Naru? Like, Naru just trying to be seen the same level as her brother just naturally is, as a hunter. And then, um, Yabe just, like, it's kind of having that, um, older brother where, like, like a really protective sense of trying to be there, but at the same time, like, the, yeah, there's a sense of him being, like, wise and like i think you immediately just kind of like trust that he um no he believes in his sister as well i think, I think there really is this kind of like uh, from the get-go 
you you like at least I felt that Tiable, like even though he's being pre- protective, he also knows that his um, sibling is like capable of m- much more than maybe the others are seeing. He's just he's just a little maybe afraid. Yeah, I, I I think you guys both nailed it. Like, there's a lot of tough love between the two of them. I think you know, like there's a time where like they're all going out on the hunt to like find the one guy who gets injured, and then she like sneaks up on him, and she's and he's like, no, she should come. Like she's a good tracker and stuff like that. Whereas, like, yeah, he's still kind of. It feels like if this were in like modern times, it feels like he's a senior in high school and she's a freshman almost. You know, like, that is such a good comparison. Yeah, though. Like, like it really he works. He very much believes in her, but yeah, he's got like his little dipshit crew who he's kind of like the leader of. And yeah, they make stupid comments like, "Oh, we won't be out of here long enough to need a cook or whatever." But then, like, she also kind of saves them in some ways, um, like when she starts, like, tending to the guy who's wounded and everything. Um, but, yeah, I, I did like this character uh, a lot. Yeah, I think he is just, like, yeah, a fun guy to have in the Predator movies and franchise, obviously. Um, yeah, fun, fun character to see, like, kind of how he's, like, the best of the best in this world compared to, like, you know, Dutch. Is it Dutch? Schwarzenegger from the first one? Yeah. Yeah, um, and everything. So that was kind of like a cool comparison, too, I thought. You tell that thing, this is as far as you go. No more. This is it. Obviously, the character that is the biggest in the franchise, Naru, is just uh, Amber Midthunder does such a good job. She's so good. I, I really haven't seen her in a lot of other things. I just looked her up because I was trying to see, like, if I would recognize her from anything else. She's done other things. I just haven't seen them. But she does really good. She like really delivers this person who like just wants to like be on the same footing as everyone else. Like she funny because they don't make a big deal out of it. Like she doesn't have a Disney song where she's like, you know, like, oh, I don't want to pick herbs. I want to be a hunter. And she doesn't even have to say it. It's just like in her actions. And I thought that was a really good way of handling that plot while still making it just about her hunting. But yeah, she's she's really good. She's dedicated like you said, she's crafty as all get out. Like she uses her knowledge of the land to great effect. Like even like you said, her brother later on was like, I only killed the lion because your plan worked. You weakened it so much. I was able to kill it. Mm-hmm. Like, um, but yeah, those are my thoughts on Naru. Very crafty, very smart, great fight choreography. <laughs> yeah. Um, spot on again. And uh, I think Naru's like her best weapon is her intelligence like her ability to track and know the ways of the land but just her um observation those observational skills of just uh being patient mindful present and uh being tactful and seeing what can be used in, in, in all levels like the scene where um she is um stuck in the is it, it's not quicksand i'm not sure what it is no, it's quicksand. is it quicksand mm-hmm. And she uses the like the swing axe on the rope to get out, mm-hmm. and it's just like that's just kind of being inventive of like how, what can I use to get out of here, and I'm never giving up. And no, I, I just like I really love her character. I think that she also like um, Amber as a the last time he was like Mid Thunder, Mid Thunder, yeah. yeah, Amber Mid Thunder. Um, I think they're like awards should have been um, tossed in her um, direction. I think if this is technically a made for TV movie, 
So I know that a movie got nominated for an Emmy, but her performance did not. And I think that um, definitely she should have. She played such um, just, 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 she was so captivating. The entirety of the time, like, I, like a lot of the movie is just, like, you were watching just, like, movement. And just the the land, and like actually, you feel like a hunter, and sometimes you feel like a prey, and like that. That's also um, speaking towards the direction of the film. But she is just so captivating in the way that she is just um, stoic and just yeah, just so good. Yeah, I don't know how much I have to add on like the character. I think you guys really kind of <laughs> nailed it. Honestly, <laughs> like you know, obviously, like ingenuity again plays like a big role here. Um, yeah, just like a desire to be seen as more than, I guess, like in some ways, like a, a you know, like stereotypical, like gender roles to some extent, too. You know, like yeah. she's the healer, you know, the comment about like cooking, she can track, but she can't hunt, etc. But um, I'll just kind of give her like Amber Midthunder a, a quick nod because, like, just even like her like expressions in this movie are so, so like good and captivating. And like, yeah, she just like, you know, for someone who I haven't seen any, in anything else, like has a really nice presence and like ability to lead a movie. So excited to see kind of what comes from her. But yeah, as, in regards to awards, um, just to sidestep for just a moment. Yeah, please. Nominated for six Emmys, uh, didn't win any, and none of them were performance related. It was all uh, outstanding television movie, outstanding directing, writing, music, and sound. So. Oh, and outstanding picture editing. So not unlike a lot of other movies um, that are kind of like this, uh, you know, nominations for the movies, not the actors in it. Do you know what this kind this movie makes me think of is um, the trend we saw in like, I want to say the early 2010s. I might be getting the time wrong. where like Apocalypto and all those movies where it was like, a more primitive society and like there was no English in it or something was coming out. Like we were a little obsessed with those movies for a bit and they were always too, like I was not interested in them. That was not like they never interested me, but this does a really good job of like the very first scene, no English is spoken. And then they do like a scene where we kind of break in where English is what we're natively hearing and the French uh, trappers still speak French and stuff like that. But like, they do a lot with like silent scenes or just scenes with like just background noise and stuff. And I feel like that's really what those movies were going for, but didn't quite land for me versus Prey kind of does that in a really brilliant way. Um, also, guys, do we ever know? So this is probably more for a recap rating, but at the end, she gives her cheat the gun, the old French trapper's gun. Which is the gun that is given to Danny Glover in Predator 2. So at what point do the Predators get the French Trapper's gun? That's just like a very funny, small... I think it's just supposed to be a full nod. Gun. Yeah, it's the same gun with the same like engraving on it. Um, it's like a fun little nod. And I do love it, but I did think like while I was watching it today, because it never had crossed my mind, then I was like... Wait, how do the Predators give this to 1997? <laughs> Danny. Hopefully he's just like, I don't need gunpowder or bullets. He <laughs> yeah. drops it and then they find it on a little walk or something. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> yeah, it's just funny. Version. Yeah, yeah, right? They put a time capsule. Mm. I'm smarter than a beaver. Autumn. <laughs> how are you feeling? Oh, uh, 
Um, in it to win it. In it to win it. <laughs> All right. Three minutes on the clock. Oh, I'm going to count you down, and you're going to tell us the plot. Okay. Prey. I keep wanting to call it Predator <laughs> of Prey. The plot of Prey. One, One two, two, three. Okay, so um, hang on, I have to go in order. So, <laughs> um, basically, you start and you just you, you meet uh, your characters of Naru and um, Tiabe, and you find out that um, Tiabe is more of the hunter, and uh, Naru is um, kind of studying to become a healer, and but she really wants to become a hunter like her brother. More or less, there's a cougar scene with Tiabe and Tiabe's um, goofball friends, and one of them gets injured and I think they're being killed. But Tiabe comes back with the um, dead cougar and becomes like um, I think war chief mm-hmm. of um, the area. And more or less, um, Naru wants to go out and um, tr- I think track an animal, and within tracking this animal. There is, um, I think there's a, a scene in which, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm, this is three minutes. This, um, basically, more or less, she goes, tries to track. Um, there's a scene with a bear in which she is getting hunted by this bear. And she goes into this beaver den and there's an invisible being that comes up and fights the, the bear. It is a, a, a predator. And now there's, from this get-go, there's a scene of, like, back and forth of Prey versus um, uh, Hunter for Naru and the Predator. And within there, you get Naru, who runs back into her uh, brother's goofball friends. They all go and kind of get hunted by the Predator. And eventually, um, she makes her way and is now captived been captured, captured, oh my goodness, three minutes, um, <laughs> by these French individuals in which, uh, <laughs> I have a hard time, they have an interpreter ask her to um, help them get the predator and it doesn't succeed at all. The predator gets them all and she goes back and the interpreter, uh, basically um, she gives him some um, healing medicine, some herbs which lowers his body temperature and then um, she, when the predator comes, she realizes the predator can't see him because his body temperature is lowered. She's smart. Um, her brother comes over. They have a big old battle. Brother dies. And then she goes, alright, time for business and it to win it. And she goes and she beats the predator because she realizes the predator's skull mask has tracking device. The predator shoots an arrow and the, she has the helmet and angles it towards him and bam. Um, predator dies. She goes back. She t- she's a war chief. You tried it. You just you couldn't bring it home. Nice. Autumn, right at the three. I never want to do that again. Mark. Well, spoiler. <laughs> no spoilers. No spoilers, but, but maybe. Uh, you might be doing it sooner than you think. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I like that you called them French individuals. <laughs> that really tickled not, me. And not fur trappers. 
these French do as if it's just like some I guy think, named Jean. Yeah, like, he's like, Wee wee, come into my French cafe. Last time I did this, you didn't hold the time for me. You just kind of held the time away from me so I couldn't no. see it. And then you showed it towards me this time. So I, I, I just saw it ticking and I was like, oh no, I'm still talking about bears. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, you spent so long talking about bears, Autumn. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, no, that was, that was incredible. That was great. You are good at so many other things. Cody, you want to kick us off with uh, your recap and rating? Yeah, I mean, like we said, great action movie, really, really visceral stuff, like um, great use of like CGI effects, even when like the predators by himself, themselves, and the snake attacks, and like it cuts the snake and the wolf attack, like really cool CGI and like it's interesting because I'm not huge on visceral violence, but like um, when he rips the bear apart and all that blood just like outlines the predator, it just is badass. Um, I think I'm going to give this movie a four and a half skull masks out of five for me. Autumn, you want to go? Yeah, um, I think something we didn't speak about yet that I will. um take a moment here is Dan Trachenberg's direction. Yeah, I, I think it really just um, like obviously the, the land is its own character and there's this beauty of just like resting on just the, the natural environment and using it to establish this like strong sense of just fending for yourself and what that might have been like in that, in that environment which would, and then you have a predator that comes in and you're like oh I already know how this is gonna go <laughs> so it really is just cool, just like using patience, using just, um, I think there's a, there, there's that, uh, using Naru's intelligence. I feel like that even like you're, you're seeing where she's looking, what she's focusing on. And that's a lot of like where the direction looks to really show where or what she can utilize to, to her advantage. And it's just, um, this beautifully, um, brought to us through the direction of this film. So Kudos to Dan Trashenberg. Um, I think he's doing a Stranger Things episode for next oh, nice. season. So I was checking that out. But if I had to give it a rating, I'm also I'm going to give it a four and a half. I'm going to give it a four and a half. Um, four and a half. What's a good rating? Bears. Four and a half bears. Thank you so much. And um, if you haven't seen it, you go check it out. Even though we've told you everything. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Again, I, I really like sort of the take of this movie. I like that it kind of goes back to like the simplicity of the first Predator. And yeah, it is cool. Right now you mentioned like the CGI and stuff. It's it's interesting to have like all those effects, but have the movie take place in the 18th, like the early 18th century, too. That's pretty cool. Um, yeah, you know, there's there's a lot to really like about this movie. I think we've covered a lot of it, obviously. Uh, my rating, I'll say, uh, yeah, I'm going to give it, um, I'm going to study the course here. I'm going to give it four and a half out of five. Um, and axes with ropes on them? I'm trying to think of describing the thing that's like attached to, not string. I was going to say hand axe on a string. Yeah, hand axe on a string. Is <laughs> not a rope? Rope, yeah, that's a better way of describing yeah. it. I don't know. My brain's not working. Yeah. Anyways, four and a half out of five handnecks <laughs> ropes. I've spent too much time here. Somebody else take over. No, I love it. Uh, yeah, I mean, so solid. You need a leash for your weapon? I think now we move on to, you know, hey, did we need this movie? 
Which it's a, and like what's the same? What's different? If we want to talk about that and help hurt the franchise, um, and then we'll dive more into the franchise as a whole after this. But <laughs> absolutely, we needed this movie. I think like you know, if you've been listening along to the episodes that as we've been uh, covering them, Predator has just kind of gone downhill since the first and second. I liked the second movie for the sake of kind of craziness, but I also think it didn't capture the vibe of the first movie. So. It's just kind of gone downhill and we flirted with it becoming like a gritty thing. And then we flirted with it being Marvelized, basically. And then this brought it back. Now we're actually discussing like, I want to see another Predator movie in the Prey universe or from the same creative team. It doesn't need to feature Naru because I think it makes sense that it's different protagonists each time. But it's like, oh, this franchise to me is back. Now I want to see it. It helped it in a way that. Few films have revived interest in a franchise, I think. Yeah, it's pretty wild to think that this movie came out 35 years after the original and is probably the best one we've seen since. And also, like, yeah, it's the only one that, like, did well critically. Obviously, it's hard to measure how it did commercially because it's streaming. But I will say, yeah, I think it in some ways, like, kind of rejuvenated the interest in the um, in the franchise as a whole. So. Yeah, I think it definitely helped. And yeah, we, we needed it. We need another good predator. <laughs> yeah, uh, absolutely. I, I think that, um, as I said earlier, for me, I'm not drawn more towards the action movie genre. <clears throat> and I've seen solely the, the first predator, which I enjoyed. And I saw as a, a, a kid since then, a time or two. But, um, I just I think I just was not, never going to be interested in, in a Predator movie again until I we I happened upon this film and no I, I'm hooked and I think that it was just like took what worked in the first film enhanced it for me and I think it really brought a almost a, just like a character study it was a simple just like focusing on the character focusing on this relationship with her and her brother and just like society as a as a whole. And then just the hunt, followed by just like seeing just a beautiful direction uh, all around. So I think it's absolutely needed. I also think, well, um, last note, if, I don't know if this if this weapon was in other Predator films, but the the net, like the metal net, oh, yeah. is tossed onto mm-hmm. one of the French individuals, and it kind of just like sucks, sucks like back into its like it, it rips through the body of the um, French individual and just uh, rips into pieces. And it's so crazy. It was definitely in the second movie. There's a scene where it's shot at someone and they get like sliced up against the wall. It might be in the first, but you're right. That weapon, that's cool. Predator weapon. Mm-hmm. I think kudos for the coolest predator design since the original, in my opinion, this yeah. predator design looks kick ass. Um, but yeah, I mean, those, those are our thoughts on, on like, yeah, it saves the franchise. Prey saves the Predator franchise. It's very, very fun. Do I need your permission, War Chief? Where does it fall in the franchise for y'all? So final rankings of the franchise. Yeah, um, I'll name them by actual movie because I'm sure people and probably don't remember the order. I'm realizing, well. Autumn, it's totally fine if you don't participate in this section since you haven't seen the others, but me and Ryan will give our ratings of the franchise. Yeah, I'll say uh, number one would be the original Predator. Number two is this one, Prey. Number three would be Predator 2. 
the fourth would be The Predator from 2018, last week's episode. And in final place is Predators, uh, the 2010 Adrian Brody one. Yeah, so I'm I'm not too far off on yours. I'm actually going to give Prey my top spot. Mm-hmm. Predator is what started it all, and it's a great movie, but I think Prey is just good. And then, uh, obviously, second, I'm going to go the original Predator, third, Predator 2, fourth, Predators for me, and fifth, The Predator. But, I mean, very, very small adjustments. But, yeah. Um, also, just a real quick note before we're done with this movie and moving on. I keep thinking about it and forgetting to say it. I think it's so interesting, too, that, you know, she kills the Predator at the end. <clears throat> she throws the head, you know, becomes a war chief. And then she's like, we have to move because things are coming. And like, it's so interesting because she destroys this Predator, but we know what's waiting for her people yeah. like. And that danger is real. And they also did not know about the fur trappers until the Predator. So she's also bringing the news of like colonization coming to oh, yeah. America. And it's it's just uh, it's it's interesting because it's such a victorious ending within this note of like, oh, who knows if it's in her lifetime or not, but we know that it's coming, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so. Well, real quick, Autumn, I know you've only seen the original and then Prey. Do you have a, a preference, one or the other, over how um, you kind of rank them? I can, I'll rank those two, but I'll take a shot at ranking the other three just because I've listened to you guys' podcast and I'll go off where I've heard. Okay. Um, so I'm going to put Prey at my top spot. Prey is the one that I think it's like, uh, I enjoyed it my first watch, rewatch. I enjoyed more than like even my first time watching Predator as well. Um, it, but so I'm going to Predator, but that's still, it, it's still high. Like I, I really do enjoy it. Mm-hmm. I, I love that movie. Um, three. Uh, I heard uh, that it's fun. I heard they got Danny Glover. Predator 2 is probably what I would enjoy. The third most there, followed by Predators, the 2018 one. Uh, is that right? I the think Predator. That would be the Predator. The Predator? Yeah. Oh, thank you so much for the correction. No, you're all good. And um, lastly, um, I heard that there's a Topher Grace as a bad guy movie. And... Um, I have seen him play bad guys. I've also seen him play Eric Matthews. I don't see him. I don't need to see him in First of Predator. Nothing gets Topher Grace. I just, uh, I don't see him. Um, I don't see, I see a Predator looking at Topher Grace and going, eh, meh. I mean, that's basically what they do at the end of that movie. Yeah. Topher's like, I want to be one of you. And they booby trapped me. And they're like, well, who cares? Yeah. <laughs> Botanist <laughs> slash doctor slash serial killer. Topher Grace. Topher Grace. Right here. Among the monsters, I'm normal. Yeah, so I guess that means franchise recap rating time. (sighs) Boy, I'm going to give Predator as a franchise, I think just a three out of five, a real middle of the road, a three. I'm going to give it three out of five uh, trophies gained from hunting humans. Mm. Um, I think it has some really strong entries. I don't see myself needing to go back and rewatch a lot of these entries. Mm. Um, it's interesting. This is the first franchise that I think we've done where, like, I didn't want to rate the whole franchise highly because I was like, oh, I love this franchise. It just was like, eh, I'll watch I'll watch Predator again and I'll watch Prey. Mm. And if I'm having a real lazy action movie weekend, I might put on Predators, too. <laughs> but yeah, that's my that's my recap rating. I think overall. 
fun. It just never really quite reaches the heights. We kind of discussed this last episode about Alien 2. It's like the first movie so iconic. Mm-hmm. It has this mythos and this like thing about it. But for some reason, it stumbles so much in the actual films for me. Yeah, uh, I think it's a, a, a three out of five is fair. I mean, when, when I'm looking at it and I'm seeing two, I mean, obviously I've seen two of the five films, but from what I'm just hearing, it sounds like that there are just two strong cases of like, these are good movies and the rest are just like, hey, if they're on, happy to watch them outside of Topher Grace's um, flick, I think it's Topher Grace. Um, so uh, I will say three out of five. But it, it, it's, it's, I, I, I bold it. It's a bold three out of five. <coughs> bold three out of five? Bold. Sounds like you're like a 3.2 out of five. <laughs> it might be a 3.2. I'm, I, I highlighted it and went to the, the B and I bolded it, which okay. made it a 3.2 out of five. Uh, yeah, I'll give this uh, franchise three out of five. I'm going to go, I'm going to throw it back to uh, greasy, oily hand embraces yeah. from the first one. Yeah, you know, Predator, it's interesting. I feel like Predator overall is a franchise that sort of has, like, an identity crisis. Like, the first one's like, oh, this is a great, like, solid action sci-fi movie. Two is like, this is a fun action movie. Three's like, we want to be dramatic and have Topher Grace be a serial killer. Four is like, we want to make a 90s Michael Bay movie. And then five is like, we're going to kind of go back to our roots and make just a good, solid movie. It's also interesting to have a franchise that has zero legacy characters outside of the Predator, which is always different each time. And also, like, you know, doesn't have any lines or anything. So, you know, you're not like... Except for in Predator 2, where it learned to speak, and that was a choice they made. Sure. What did it say? I, I forget. It this. says, mother... Fucker. Yeah, it like learns how to say motherfucker. Oh yeah. my gosh. You guys should do the Critters fa- franchise because also in Critters okay. 2, I mean, there's a talking critter. Stay stay tuned for the Critters franchise. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of my yeah, it's also interesting to have again like sort of a franchise where like the bookends are really positive like, awesome movies, like the first and the last of the franchise are really good, and the middle kind of undulates pretty greatly you know yeah. like, i think we all are like to some extent fans of predator 2 but again like yeah as i'm like thinking of like oh i want to watch a movie what am i going to watch like predator 2 doesn't necessarily come to mind uh so yeah that's my thoughts um i will say we're not going to do a recast of this movie just because it came out last year yeah. so Fair. you know i don't think anybody it, one we can't really recast it as if it were made today since it was made <laughs> 10 months ago and two like you know the actors in this movie are great and everything so yeah i mean 100 percent. also like same with even just the predator it was like five years ago and oh, recasting sure, yeah. it i was just having like yeah, not yeah. an issue no, but i, I was like okay who else would i cast instead <laughs> if it bleeds we can kill it cool um any any final thoughts or anything we want to tell the folks out there you know, I'm just uh, thanks for listening. Yeah. Uh, glad to have the Predator p- done and put away. It's been a fun summer blockbuster franchise, mm-hmm. but I'm excited to uh, to move on as there's a chill in the air to a spookier franchise. Um, but I, I, I don't want to I'm not signing off just yet, so I'll give the hint in a second. But yeah, Autumn, any. Anything about, thank you for joining us, first of all. Thank yeah. you always. Thank you for having me. Anything coming up, anything you want the people to know, 
Autumn likes to rent Lincoln karaoke karaoke room, so you can find her there. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, 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 if you're, I, ever wanted to sing some songs, um, call me and I'll get that set up for you. Um, but with, what am I going to, oh, next Friday, um, Cody, Ryan, myself, and the other um, great folks on the improv team, The Bar, will be at Logan Square Improv for their 8 p.m. show. So very much looking forward to that. Um, outside of that, um, no, spooky season's upon us. I am so excited for this upcoming few months because it's my favorite time of year. So you, you might see me singing, you might see me improvising, and you might just see me holding far too many pumpkins and galloping down the streets. Galloping down the streets. The English are coming. Yeah, English are coming. I hope somebody sees you galloping down the streets and goes, look at that French individual. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Ryan, as we close the book on this franchise, unless you have something you no, want to say, I only have got one question for you. What's that? What's your favorite scary movie? You're about to find out. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening. We'll see you soon. Bye. This is as far as you go. No more. This is it.